What is going on, Abstract Sports Nation? Welcome to episode 57 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a unique perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. Today we've got some pretty heavy topics coming to you. We've, we're talking about uh, you know some domestic abuse cases going on with, uh, that are connected to the, to the NCAA, talking about how WNBA players are treated unfairly, uh, and uh, some announcements from the NFL and the NBA in terms of schedule and stuff like that. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Episode 57 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, and uh, let's go. All right, so before we get into the thick of the episode today, there's still a couple things I want to mention. It's going to be reiterating what I said in the last episode, episode 56, but I did put a poll up on the social media profiles up on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook about how you take in the Abstract Sports podcast content, whether it's from the Facebook Live video or it's from YouTube or it's from uh, you know just straight up audio podcast on Anchor or iTunes or something like that. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, the predominant result up to this point has been Facebook Live, which I find really interesting because there's a few loyal watchers, a few loyal viewers, uh, but we don't get a lot of viewers and stuff on Facebook Live. So it's nice to hear people, hear from people though, in, in telling me how they like to take in this content. Um, you know, it, it still helps me to uh, make sure I'm spreading this podcast to all the different outlets because I do take it from the live show to YouTube and then to, um, anchor. I mean, I, the reason I bring up that poll is because, uh, there are so many different ways I can do things. And if I can streamline it to one or two things rather than all three, then it can be a time saver for me. But I mean, you know, in a, in a very minimal way, I just want to get the podcast to you guys, the way you like to take it in as my viewers and, and listeners and stuff like that. So, uh, that's just an update on that. I have the poll still up on Instagram and the highlights. If you go to Abstract Sports, find us on there. You can uh, cast your vote on what you think. And uh, that can help me understand where our most most of our loyal traffic comes from so I can cater to them and optimize for that type of viewing and listening. So, all right. The only other thing is uh, last week I gave you guys an update on a project I started uh, about – Basically, going around my hometown here and documenting basketball courts, like city basketball courts. I'm talking like parks and uh, hoops that are not at schools, things like that. Things that are open to the public at all times. And, you know, even during school time, they could go play at this this hoop. Um, and I've made a lot of progress on this project, and I have some bigger goals about it. And I think I may have mentioned them in the last episode. Uh, potentially hosting tournaments, like three on three tournaments, five on five at these different locations and uh, kind of bringing it up to the city of Idaho Falls that these courts, if they were better, people would use them more. People would want to go outside and play more. Uh, Obviously you have to pay to play if you go to a rec center or a gym or anything like that. So this is kind of a, like a free way for people to go out and enjoy a great space in nature outside, get some sun rays, get a workout in and have a good time, meet new people, you know, all those kinds of things. And uh, I landed on a name for it. And I, I'm not sure if I want to announce it yet, but screw it. I'm going to do it anyways. I've reserved the name IF Hoops. That's IF standing for Idaho Falls and then Hoops. 
So I actually went and reserved the domain name. There's nothing on there right now. I also uh, have the social media accounts that I want on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you were to go look for IF Hoops, uh, you'll probably find a no face, no logo profile. It's a page with nothing on it. You'll find a URL that says IF Hoops or, you know, like a, pro- a bio, a profile bio that says IF Hoops and the URL to the website, but there's nothing on there yet. So if you are from the Idaho Falls area, you want to keep, you know, keep note of this. Uh, but I plan to put up a newsletter on the website as just pretty much like a splash page to try and get people's attention to like, you know, if you are interested in, in participating in a, in a tournament, like a basketball tournament at one of these parks, sign up for the newsletter. We're going to get all the information to you as soon as we have enough. Um, but this collection of information is ongoing. I have like three different parks recorded right now and I've got two or three other on my list. I need to go through and take pictures of just to get some initial content ready for the website. Um, but I will put a splash page up as soon as I come up with a logo. And I, I gotta tell you guys, like I've been doodling. I've been doodling. I mean, there's, you're not going to see much on here. You're going to see a bunch of basketball hoops, a bunch of basketballs and stuff like that. But I'm just like brainstorming ideas of what I could, what I could do for a logo that relates to Idaho falls and basketball you know i've never done a logo that's idaho falls like specifically idaho falls based like this and especially for my own brand so it's really interesting like coming up with something for it you know i've got an atom right there i mean we have the idaho national laboratory so it kind of makes sense to include like a nuclear atom like the icon of nuclear energy is is what it seems to be um but you know different combinations of if hoops and textiles and uh, trying to combine the text with a basketball hoop and a basketball um, and even like an IFH idea. Like you can see right here on the bottom, it might be backwards. No, that's right for you guys. It looks like an I, it looks like an F, and then there's an H in there too, but it's not fin- finalized. So, you know, just coming up with a whole bunch of branding assets for this idea. And if you know me, you know that I have a lot of ideas and I, I can never stop my brain from coming up with things. And, uh, this is another one of those one of those things, but where it is local to where I live and where I've grown up and played basketball, and I understand these spaces and what kind of history they have and the type of venue that they are, I feel like I could provide provide some value to the people in the community about these spaces, but also bring more value, like put on tournaments and stuff, and uh, you know give out rewards for people who win, and uh, you know give out some swag and stuff like that. So uh, look forward to that. I think Abstract Sports will play a big part in the IF hoops organization and whatnot like we'll probably end up being a sponsor of some kind uh so you can maybe expect some kind of uh t-shirt sales or something like that and uh hopefully generate some uh some interest in playing basketball outdoors here in idaho falls idaho so uh that's a quick update on that project i'm constantly working on that logo and when i have that done i'll have a web page up and i'll be sharing it with all you guys uh probably on the if hoops pages so if you want to go follow uh, at IF Hoops on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, that would be the place you, you could get that information first. And uh, I'll also talk about it on the Abstract Sports platform because where it is relevant to me, that can relate to community sports, which is a podcast or a, a blog category in our on the blog. So uh, head over to abstractsports.com, uh, read up on some of our latest articles. We have a new one coming your way just this week. It's about uh, martial arts. Uh, we had a one of one of our our martial arts writer do it did an interview with a world champion, and uh, that article is going up live 
probably tomorrow or Friday. <clears throat> so you want to keep your eyes out for that. But that's enough of all the updating of, of that business. Now let's jump right into the news for the week. So we're going to talk about some football first, as you can tell. Uh, first off, I want to hide, uh, highlight the NFL preseason schedule for this week. So let me pull up that tab here really quickly. Um, the the game they have highlighted right now is like the game of the week. Or no, I guess that's the next game. But the first, first game starting tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time is the Browns at Giants. And the Browns, I don't know if they're playing Baker Mayfield yet, but that's kind of like... That's a pretty interesting game to watch if he is going to be playing and getting some reps in the preseason. Uh, that's the first game starting off pretty much. Let's see. There's like five, six, six games starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Two start at 7.30, one at 8, one at 8.30, and then two at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, then on Friday, you've got two games, one at 7.30, one at 10.30 Eastern time. And uh, the Saturday games would be, 9 p.m. and 8 or 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern time. Um, some highlights to, to watch out for. I mean, it's preseason. Who cares? Um, but one one question that one of my friends asked me that I thought was really interesting was, Kyle, who are you rooting for this year? <laughs> like, what team you were rooting for? And I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm a Titan. I like to root for the Titans because my brother's team. And I don't really have an NFL team. So usually I say the Titans. But this year I was thinking like, you know what? Cam Newton's a good guy. He does a lot for the kids. He uh, he lifts them up whenever he can. And I appreciate that about him. Um, while he may not be the uh, tenacious athlete that he was when he made it to the Super Bowl with that team a couple of years back when Peyton Manning whooped him with the Broncos, um, I still think Peyton or uh, Cam Newton is a damn good dude. And I will root for him any day. Uh, but I, that's another reason why I like the Titans. Marcus Mariota is also a good guy. So those are kind of my teams I'm watching out for. Um, but I do expect more. Uh, you know, my friend Jacob, he also is he's shooting for the 49ers this year. They got uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, starting for them. And uh, they could be a force to be messed with. But, I mean, there are so many other teams out there that it's hard to tell. You know, it's that's what sports are all about, man. You you feel like every team has, should have a chance, and they do until the season gets underway and you find out what really is happening. So <laughs> um, that's your schedule for the week in preseason football. Um, not a lot of NFL news and information. All I know is that I have two different drafts coming up soon. Um, I've got a paid PPR league that, uh, drafting on August 24th, um, and I'll be you know that's like a we're doing like a draft party for that. I doubt that I will stream that or anything like that, but I will I will talk about the results and, and uh, how I'm feeling about my lineups when I have them picked. But I do have another draft even after that, actually, on the uh, the 5th. Oh, it, wait. oh, yeah, next month. So fifth, next, the 5th is a Wednesday, so four weeks from now we'll be drafting, and we're doing that at like 6 p.m. Pacific time, so that'll be about 7 p.m. my time which is right at when the podcast is happening. So I'll be canceling the podcast on uh, September 5th. Uh, so I don't know if you if you guys keep track of when this podcast happens, but if you do, mark your calendars. The 5th of September, it's uh, not going to be happening. So um, by the way, if I didn't mention this before when the show started, uh, my show got started funny in Facebook. 
I don't know what happened, but I'm not seeing any comments right now. I'm refreshing the page periodically to make sure there's uh, nobody commenting so I can reply and whatnot. Uh, but it gave me a black screen and I, I don't know what happened. So I had to like go and find a different view of how to watch the podcast while I, while I stream it. So just know that if you're commenting, I'm really sorry. I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties. Thanks to Facebook. It's not on me, man. It's all Facebook. Okay. So that does it for the NFL. Now let's move on to this other discussion that's been blowing up the radio waves and the TV waves and whatever waves you have uh, relating to sports. And uh, when these types of topics come out, they do engulf the news segments, and it makes sense because it's very important to talk about. So this one I'm talking about is Urban Meyer is under fire. And I didn't know what was going on until I heard on the radio one morning that all these different news stories had broken and he was in trouble. And, you know, Urban Meyer is one of, like, those those big-name coaches in college football. Like, a legend, a walking legend. Uh, coach for Ohio State. Um, let's go check his Wikipedia out. This dude's got some crazy history. Um, so, let's see. The sport he is he deals with is football. Head coach of the Ohio State. The Ohio State Buckeyes in the Big Ten, which is, you know, the Big Ten. Uh, has a record of 73-8, and eight. okay, pretty darn good for being in the Big Ten. Uh, he was born in 1964, nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> he went to University of Cincinnati, got a BA there, and then went to Ohio State for a Masters, and now he is coaching there. So, he played defensive back in, in, in football for Cincinnati. Like, I'm guessing that's college? Yeah, that had to be college, he was like 20 years old. But anyway... Let's see, coaching career, head coach unless noted. So he was head coach at St. Xavier High School, Ohio State in 86-87, and that's in Georgia. And then you've got Illinois State in 88, Illinois State in 89. And that, that's not even, he's not head coach in all these places. He's like he's like offensive linebacker, uh, quarterback, wide receiver coach, wide receiver coach at Colorado State 90-95. 96 to 2000, he was a Notre Dame wide receiver coach. And then Bowling Green, 2001, 2002. Uh, wait a minute. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, I was just thinking like the Vandals played the Bowling Green in a big bowl game once when I was going to school there, but I was not there in 0102. I was like 11 or 12 years old. Um, head coach for Bowling Green in 0102, head coach for Utah in 0304, and then head coach for Florida from 05 to 2010. And Ohio State from 2012 to present. And I don't know if his record of 73 and 8 spans across his entire career, or if 73 and 8 is with him being at Ohio State. I mean, that makes more sense because, like, they play what? Like, I don't know how many games a year. 15, 15 times six. That that's I don't know. It's close, but anyway, he has a really good record. Okay, here we go. Head coaching record of 177 to 31. Bowl games, he's 11-3. This dude, three-time national champ in 06-08-2014 with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, two-time champs with the MWC. Who is that? The Mountain, oh, Mountain West Conference, so conference championship. Two of the SEC, three of the SEC Eastern Division, two Big Ten, two Big Ten Leaders Division, and four Big Ten East Division. This dude, he's a proven college football coach. What's going on, Steven? Welcome to the podcast, bruh. Um, talking about some things I don't know all that much about, so beware. Uh, but we're talking about Urban Meyer and the, the debacle that he is involved with right now. 
So that's kind of his background. He's a very successful coach at one of the most successful football programs in the country, um, which has a lot of people defending him uh, in a situation where maybe they should take it easy. Uh, But let me just break this news to you. So this is a quote from USA Today. Came out a little while. You know, this news broke earlier this week and maybe even this weekend. But quote from USA Today. Ohio State is in the process of determining whether Urban Meyer met the school's reporting requirements after learning in 2015 about more domestic violence allegations against then-assistant Zach Smith. Regardless of what the school finds, however, it's clear Meyer fell short of the moral high ground he likes to claim. So in essence, he claims to have followed protocol, but he didn't do what is morally right for humanity. And that's why he is under fire right now. So... There are probably some old statutes in place at the University of Ohio, or I mean at Ohio State University, that uh, that say that you know if you hear about these things, you report them uh, in certain circumstances. And in his certain in his circumstance, he followed. He claims that he followed protocol and he did what he was supposed to. Didn't mention anything. And this is a program that was extremely successful at the time in 2015. You know they let's see 2015. When did he win championships? Uh, they won in 2014. So the following year, uh, there were these allegations and reports that he did not turn in to the authorities, and he's being looked at as this bad dude, and he should be uh, should be uh, outed as the head coach, or you know something beyond that. But it's a really interesting dilemma because it's a, it's a, there's a lot of dynamics going on here. So he's a head coach of a great football program that has a ton of fans that follow religiously. They, they religiously follow this team. Football is everything to Ohio State. And so they want to defend their coach because they don't think he did anything wrong by following the protocol. But that is a lot of people also having terrible morals and saying that he should have said something if he saw something or knew something. You know, so it's almost like in passing they are they are agreeing with turning a blind eye to a situation when somebody could is you know got hurt in in this situation. And from what I heard from this this scenario that went down with this uh, then assistant Zach Smith for the Ohio State Buckeyes, this guy apparently like grabbed his wife by the throat and threw her into a wall. Okay. And Ohio State all these has all these fans saying that er, free Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer should be fine, you know, all this stuff, like supporting him and his stance. And I know that he came out by himself and made a statement. He didn't do it through anybody, any big name, not through ESPN, nobody, no big thing. They covered it. But he came out with his own statement, and he basically said that he felt like he did the right thing. And it just blows my mind that this many that many people are just like, Guys, I mean, they're they're following like the you know the innocent until proven guilty situation, but where he's lumped into this situation in the first place, and it's it's such a sensitive topic. Maybe you should hold back a little bit. Just like Ohio fan base needs to just chill for a bit and like like see what happens. Like if you know if he turns out to be even in a even worse situation that he than people think he is. Like heck, maybe he was. He, maybe he exacerbated this situation. Like maybe he's got 
I don't know, domestic abuse claims on him that we don't know about yet, but might come out in the pictures and in the violence and all this stuff. You never know. But you have all these people supporting him at a time when you don't know how bad this dude is. Like, it's Urban Meyer. Sure, he's a respectable guy in the football world. But nobody knows what happens behind closed doors with these guys. You know, they go home, they do their thing. And obviously, Zach Smith and his wife are separate from Urban Meyer and his life. But what if you're supporting a guy and turning a blind eye to a domestic abuse case like this in a bigger way than it seems? You know what I mean? So... Very, very interesting topic. Um, I, I don't know what to even think about it. I think, obviously, you gotta you got to treat it right. I know that Ohio State, they're taking 14 days to investigate the situation. They said they'd come to a conclusion within 14 days so we can look forward to what they determine in that process. And, you know, being Ohio State people who are investigating this case, I know that they brought on outside sources so they make sure there's no, like, tampering and like you know, trying to save their head coach because he's their head coach, they're bringing outside people in from the Carolina Panthers to help out. Uh, I think they had a, a, cert, a similar situation over there, so they're bringing an experienced professional to basically uh, uproot all the the slantedness in the Ohio State program, if there is any, and uh, pursue things accordingly. So, I mean, I have no feelings towards Urban Meyer. I'm not a huge college football fan. But if he did turn a blind eye, I think he deserves some kind of punishment. People are thinking like maybe a suspension, um, but at the worst, you know, he could get fired. Um, but then people are also talking about how maybe maybe the president of the university should get get fired, or like the you know the president of the of athletic program. And, but on on a uh, Sarah Spain and Jason Fitz, they made some really good points on ESPN Radio where they were talking about how. Uh, and maybe it was the show following theirs on the on weekdays, but they made a point that that kind of rung with me, and it was like Urban Meyer is he has the most power at that school. The president of the university has less publicity and less um, influence over their following. Like their the president doesn't have nearly the following as as uh, Urban Meyer does. So Urban Meyer technically has the power in this situation. And so people are trying to cater to him to try to keep him around. And I think that's terrible. They should obviously do this investigation thoroughly. And I think having outside sources there is going to help in a very big way. So what do you know? Another domestic abuse case uh, reported after the fact. Um, you know, obviously better late than never, I think, in these situations. Uh, I don't know how you can go and treat a woman like that. Even especially your wife, you know, just grabbing her by the neck and throwing her into a wall. Like what has to get into you for that to happen? I mean, we're all human. We're all understanding. Like, how can you not just like find a way to talk to somebody instead of getting violent? I don't see how that's ever a solution. Makes no damn sense to me. And if you think I'm crazy, please let me know. Please at me at me at Kyle Clay 2K on Instagram or Twitter. Um, heck, even drop a comment in the show. Let me know, but I just don't think it's right. I mean, I mean, I feel like that should be that should be a universal understood. You know what I mean? That's universal. Just treat people the way you want to be treated. It's that easy. I've said that so many damn times on this podcast because the bad storylines are the ones that we need to learn from, and that's what I'm here for. I'm trying to tell you guys what's bad so you can do good. All right, I go out there and do good. Moving on. 
to a little bit of basketball action. Let's go. All right, so the news in the basketball world is that they today, just today, they released Christmas Day, season opener, MLK Day, and LeBron's first Lakers home game. And they also, on CBSSports.com, they don't mention that they also released the entire first week. So I am going to scroll down through here. Opening night for the NBA. Are you ready? Drum roll. I don't know what that's going to sound like on the mic, but hey. Opening night for the NBA 2018-2019 season is October 16th. What day is that? Let me look. Uh, Let me click around. October 16th is a Tuesday. And you've got Philadelphia 76ers at Boston Celtics, two of the top teams in the East going at it, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And then you got OKC Thunder with your boy Russell Westbrook at Golden State Warriors. You got KD and Russ going at it head-to-head, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, back-to-back, probably on TNT. I mean, they didn't really say, but I'm, I'm just guessing it's going to be on TNT. So Tuesday, October 16th, you better be in front of your TV because that's going to be some good games, especially OKC and Golden State. Man, that's good. Woo! And the Boston Celtics. I mean, they've got Gordon Hayward coming back. They've got Kyrie Irving coming back from his injury. So that team is going to be stacked, going against a really good Philadelphia team. Looking forward to both of those games. And beyond that, all the other games going on that season. Uh, Being a Lakers fan, having LeBron now, obviously I'm stoked. I'm like... I'm looking at his I, – I, I cannot wait for the full schedule to be re- released so I can go get tickets as soon as possible. Um, I have a trip planned at like end of October, which kind of has me scared because I know that's usually when the season starts, uh, going to Coeur d'Alene for a little four-day potentially uh, Airbnb trip with some good friends. If I have to miss a Lakers-Jazz game in Salt Lake City for that, I will. But, man, it would suck. So – I'm keeping my eyes on it. We don't get all those games listed yet. Um, They only released up until October 21st. So opening week, you've got those two games I mentioned on first night, October 16th. And then Wednesday, October 17th, you got the Pelicans at Rockets at 8 p.m., Mavericks at Phoenix, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then, let's see, Thursday, October 18th, Bulls at Sixers. And then here's, here's the thing. LeBron, for the first time with the Lakers, is happening Friday, October 18th, against the Trailblazers in Portland, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, let me double-check that. October 18th. Yeah, that's that's a Thursday. My bad. So Thursday, October 18th, you got LeBron and the Lakers with Zoe and B.I. and all those guys taking on the Trailblazers. Friday the 19th, Celtics at Raptors. You get to see the Celtics two times in the first week. And then Warriors at Jazz. So Salt Lake City, be ready on October 19th. That's a Friday. I could go to that game if I wanted to, but I won't. I will be not going to that one. I'm saving my money for the Lakers, guys. And then you can see the Raptors at Wizards. So Raptors Raptors twice in the first week. Rockets at Lakers. So LeBron for the first time at home, Saturday, October 20th, against the Rockets, a damn good Western Conference team. We'll get the first glimpse of how the Lakers are going to be able to hold up against the Western Conference in the first week against the Trailblazers and the Rockets. Rockets were the number, what, number one seed? Yeah. So we'll see if the Lakers can stand with them with LeBron on their side. 
And then you've got on October 21st, Sunday, Houston Rockets at LA Clippers. So you get to see Rockets like, man, you get to see them three times in the first week. I guess they would do that for the number one seed of the West. But anyway, really excited about that. Then you got Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Schedule the Pelicans at Grizzlies, Rockets at Philly, Philadelphia 76ers, and then Warriors at Lakers. Oh, gosh, that's going to be good. But that's further down the road. You know, that's not that early in the season. But that pretty much does it for that update. I mean, I'm excited that, that they're announcing this stuff. Um, let me double check when when NBA schedule released, the full schedule. I want to know that. That's what I want to know. The regular season will begin in October 2018 and will end in April 2019. And the the entire schedule will be released in August. So I think this is our first glimpse here pretty soon. We'll find out when they announce the rest of the season. At that point, I'll be buying tickets. So look out. And that leads us into our final topic of the day. Oh, I didn't even put it in my notes. But it's still basketball related. Heck, let me just play this one more time. So, some news that I found out about today was that the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA were forced to forfeit their game recently, I think it was yesterday, due to travel issues. And this started a whole big debate on the show called Get Up with Jalen Rose, and uh, you got a couple other guys on there, but you have Greeny. Is that his name, Greeny? Greeny? How do you say his name? Greeny on Get Up. Is that his name? Greeny, yeah. So he was kind of hosting the show on this on this day. I think it was yesterday or today. But um, the deal was that basically when they were tr- when the WNBA team, the Las Vegas Aces, this is their first season as a WNBA team, and they're also doing really well, by the way. I think their branding, their logo, and their their jerseys and all that stuff. Because they are from Vegas and they're they're playing off of the gambling scheme, I love that. But just in general, I think they have the best looking court. I shared it on a previous episode. It was legit, and I hope you all are stoked about it then. But anyways, they were traveling and they it took them twenty six hours to get to their destination. Twenty six hours. That would never happen with an NBA team. That would never happen with an NFL team. That would never happen with an MLB team. I guess like on the on the this episode of Get Up, they were they were talking about instances where this has happened, and there's never been an instance in recent time where they had to forfeit a game because one team couldn't make it. Usually, they just won't play it. So what happened was the the Aces ended up forfeiting because they couldn't find up a, find a solution like. They tried to reschedule the game, but the all the arena availability was closed up with you know concerts and other games and all kinds of stuff, um, and so they ended up forfeiting instead of just you know both teams taking a draw or you know both teams only playing one less game in the season. The even ter- more terrible thing about it is that they were two and a half games back from the lead or from from being in playoff contention or something like that, and. This one game with five games left in the regular season, that kills. That hurts a lot. And I guess the the important part of this discussion is that 
This doesn't happen in male sports. And I know that people are going to say a lot of things about this. And I will point out the opposition right now. On that same show of Get Up, there's a guy on there. I don't know who he is. <sighs> I really need to find... I need to get a cable, really, so I can follow these things and, and DVR this stuff, but whatever. But he basically was like being the devil's advocate and saying that WNBA games don't get the notoriety that they feel they deserve just because people aren't watching. They aren't going to games. And where do players get their income from? Partially from people going to games, but also from other sources like endorsements and the league and, and uh, sponsors. And the WNBA is, is a very much, very is very much a commercially sponsored league, but the, the women players get, a significantly smaller percentage of those numbers compared to the NBA players. NBA players get paid through the roof. And we all know that there's, that's not, that's not a mystery. I mean, it might be a mystery, but that's not a question. They get paid a ton of money. And so Jalen Rose brought up this discussion. That's, that's a little bit bigger than it just being a travel problem. He said He's like, you know, these these women get treated so unfairly. They get treated like second-class citizens to the NBA teams, meaning that the numbers that the NBA teams and the treatment that they get with the private jets and all that kind of stuff and their owners having so much more money, they the WNBA teams get just the they just get the shaft, really is what he's saying. And I don't think he's wrong, but I do think the other guy, the naysayer, the the devil's advocate guy has some points too that they just don't put butts in the seats, and the NBA players have done some stuff to try and get people to go. Like they'll buy chunks of tickets on their own dime, and then give them out for free to people so that they can go and appreciate great fundamental basketball. And the way that Jalen Rose puts it is, if you want a league to be successful, you have to invest in it in all areas that you can. And I think paying your players more is one way to do it. It'll make them want to stay there longer. And you won't have so much overturn, you know. So another very interesting topic that just doesn't happen. You know, teams do not forfeit games anymore. Travel is so much better. And in this situation, why couldn't they have just like, you know, pulled together some funds from all these different people? Maybe an NBA player. Hell, LeBron, you got a ton of money. Somebody. I mean, they are there. He already does his own thing in his communities, right? He did his, his I Promise school. He's, he's done his thing. Somebody in the area where these teams were, why would not? one athlete step up to support the WNBA. That's what I want to know. I mean, I'm not saying they had to, but it just seems like it would be such an easy thing to do. It's not like they they'll probably get reimbursed and it'll probably it'll be great for their rep, uh great for their uh representation of themselves as people and you never know what kind of uh endorsements could come off of such a good deed like that. But I just don't see how somebody, whether it's a bunch of owners or at least the two owners or somebody in Vegas, the MGM, people who have a shit ton of money, why did they not step up when they were when the, their team of their city needed them the most? I mean, there's only a couple teams in Vegas. They got the Area 51s, which is a minor league affiliate of the New York Mets. They've got the Oakland Raiders coming soon. They've got the Las Vegas Golden Knights, which is a new team as of last year, killed it in the playoffs this year. And then they now have the Las Vegas Aces. You need to be supporting your teams. Somebody put some money together. Get these teams where they need to go, especially in crunch time when they could bring your city a championship. If they get to the playoffs, that's a chance. That money is worth it. And, man, it just it blows my mind. <laughs> it really does. Um, 
And I mean, I don't, I don't look at this so much as it being a sexist or misogynistic um, story about them not getting paid enough. I see it as being like, how could they not figure that out to get there on time? Like it should have been planned in advance, but probably there, you know, you never know what happens with travel. I got delayed on a flight for two hours and it felt like no time at all. Cause I don't fly that often, but I got delayed for two hours because there was a storm that was coming in, in our trajectory, like where we were going to take off. And there was a bunch of turbulence when we did take off, but we ended up having to pull up into a line of like 25 other airplanes to, and with like two to three minutes for each one, it took us two hours to get off the ground. And it, while that did suck, it was not a 26 hour try flight or trip for that matter. What's going on, Gary? How you doing? Venusian. Love you, bro. Happy to see you in here. Uh, love you too, man. Thanks for coming in. Um, just about to wrap this episode up. I, I just want to say that, you know, in sports, there are so many crazy stories that come out. It seems like, when, when the big, like right around when the two biggest sports in the country are out of season, it just seems like all the bad stories come out. I don't know what, I don't know how they do things. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but I mean, I know that there's a lot of shit that happens out there that nobody knows about. And it's just coming to the surface. You know, the media helps spread it out and that can be seen as a negative thing, but I think it's great because I mean, on the other hand, I'm saying it is great because it starts a conversation about these topics and the more you talk about it, the less we become comfortable with doing those things because we know what ridicule comes with it. And so I love the fact that we're able to have these conversations. And for me, it makes me uncomfortable to come out here and talk about it. But when it's relating to sports and it's, and it's bigger than sports in, in that sense, I, I feel obligated and I'm, I'm happy that it pushes me to expand the way I talk about things and, and be sensitive to certain situations. So um, it's a learning experience for me as an outsider and from like way outside. Um, but I know it's going to be an even bigger learning experience for those closest to that situation. And if not a learning situation, learning situation, it will be a, uh, you know, a disciplinary situation for that person or that, th that group of people. So I just hope that, you know, justice is served where it deserves to be served and where the law says it should be. So, and, and with the WNBA, I do think they should get paid more. I wish there was a team closer to me because I know when the NBA is out of season, they are in season, and I could go catch some basketball. Uh, the closest one, uh, to me, I don't even know. There's not a lot of WNBA teams, but um, I'll have to look that up and see if I can try to catch a WNBA game. Maybe maybe that'll be my goal in the next year or something, You know, catch a WNBA game wherever I'm at. You know, Maybe over an NBA game, go check out a WNBA game. And and see what that experience is like because I'm curious. Well, Abstract Sports Nation, <laughs> uh, we've been live for I don't know how long now. Uh, my my counter's gone because I my uh, my stream kind of messed up. But I just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen to episode 57 of the Abstract Sports Podcast wherever you are, whether it's on YouTube. Uh, Facebook or Anchor or iTunes or any of those places. I really appreciate your viewership, readership, and listenership. Um, I hope that these topics catch you in, in a place where maybe you didn't know these things that were going on in the sports world and you were happy to hear them, or maybe you did know about them and maybe I provided a different perspective on it. Either way, I hope that I was entertaining enough for you, covering some important topics in the sports world from informational 
about schedules in the NBA and NFL to controversial with Urban Meyer and the WNBA. I mean, WNBA, got to get the traveling thing on point. But if they were bigger, this wouldn't be a problem. How do they get bigger? Who knows? There's a lot of answers to that question. We just got to support our girls in the WNBA, guys. Come on. But if you're not already following or listening to this podcast and you just heard this somehow, you want to go follow and subscribe on all of our socials. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just look for at, at Abstract Sports and you'll be able to find us. Go through all of our, our history of our, our podcast and uh, listen and let us know what you think about them. I mean, we've been out there for um, about a year. Uh, let's see, over a year now. Um, and I've been loving doing it. So please give us a follow on those outlets. If you want to get involved with the blog or you want to start your own podcast, just reach out to me. You can email me at hello at abstractsports.com. And I will get back to you as soon as I can about how to set you up with that, what you want to do, what your plan is. And I can even help brand your channel for you if you'd like. You know, help you make a logo, come up with content ideas. Um, I'm all about growing our, you know, our base by having other podcasters on our team, but also um, helping you grow as an entertainer, as a voice on sports. So please reach out to me if you are interested. And if you are, want to be a supporter of the blog or the uh, or the podcast, or you know, if you, as more than just a reader, viewer, listener, feel free to give us a donation at abstractsports.com/donate. You can make a generous donation there of any dollar amount. Everything is really appreciated, and it really just goes to uh, keeping our website online at abstractsports.com and giving us a place for all of our content to live. So, with those crazy ending notes, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I'll catch you next Wednesday. Uh, what day is that? Let me check. Next Wednesday, August 15th. I don't believe I have any obligations yet. If I do, just pay attention to the social media and I'll let you guys know if the show's canceled or not. But if not, I will see you next Wednesday, August 15th. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Have a good rest of your weekend. This was episode 57 of the Abstract Sports Podcast. Coming up next, episode 58. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. All right, bye guys.